0: Hello and welcome to the Constructor Cast, your AGC place for the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. Today we have Frank Wilson, Chair of the AGC Diversity and Inclusion Council and President and CEO of BFW Contractors. We also have with us Bryn Hunnecke, AGC's Director of Diversity and Inclusion and in Grassroots. Welcome both of you. Thanks for coming.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Alright, let's jump right in. So what can you guys tell us about the AGC Diversity and Inclusion Council? What's the purpose behind it? Why was it formed?
1: Yeah, so the council was established in January of 2017, so we're just a little over nine months old at this point, um, and it's meant to be a place where AGC members can exchange best practices and ideas around diversity and inclusion in the construction industry. Um, so the council is open to all members to collaborate with each other uh, and with AGC. Um, the council is governed by a 16-member steering committee, um, of which Frank is currently serving as the steering committee chair. Um, and the steering committee is really the group that's behind AGC's strategic diversity and inclusion initiatives and driving those initiatives forward.
0: Great. So, Frank, what is it that drew you to the council? What made you decide to, to want to be chair?
2: Well, I didn't necessarily politic to become the chair. I, I was uh, asked to be the chair um, by uh, Steve Sandher and Brent Hunnecke, um, initially uh, at the, com- uh, the commencement of the committee. What made me feel that there was a need for diversity inclusion steering committee in the association, uh, I happen to be uh, an African-American uh, minority contractor that's a member of the association. I've been active for the past six or seven years now. i uh, served on the CLC uh, National Steering Committee, and I serve on several other committees throughout the AGC. And what I, what I noticed more than anything else is Uh, the lack of diversity within the association um, as well as the lack of diversity in the industry as a whole. Uh, However, we have a very diverse uh, industry and we also have very diverse communities that we work within. Uh, But I felt that we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, focus our attention um, to this diversity uh, deficit within the uh, industry and the association to help improve some of the issues that we have, like our our workforce crisis that we're, we're dealing with right now.
0: Interesting. uh, Well, I I do want to talk about workforce crisis maybe a little bit later, but I do kind of want to get a sense of what types of things the council is working on right now. I know Bryn said that uh, it's a relatively new kind of group, but my understanding is you guys have hit the ground running. Can you tell us a couple of things that you're working on now?
2: Uh, Absolutely. Like I said, our our group is broken into uh, three different subset areas. Uh, we have our marketing, branding, and communication subcommittee. We have a workforce diversity subcommittee. Um, and we have a business diversity uh, subcommittee. Uh, what we did with that approach is we, we want to be as comprehensive as possible in terms of uh, – approaching the different issues regarding diversity and inclusion within the association and industry uh, as well as making sure that we cover all our bases so one thing that we're working on right now which is rolling just recently rolling out on september 1st is our we're going to have agc diversity inclusion uh, awards those awards uh, are going to basically fall into uh, six different categories we're going to have general specialty contractor under 36 million dollars we're going to have one for general specialty contractor 36 million to 200 million dollars then we're going to have a general specialty contractor 2 million and above and then service supplier Uh, we're also going to have a agc chapter diversity and inclusion award as well as a agc uh, member diverse business of the year award and so all of these awards are basically one to highlight best practices of what um, different contractors or, or or our association are doing um, in the industry regarding diversity and inclusions, i.e. what their corporate commitment looks like, what the workforce diversity might look like, and also uh, focusing on the business diversity in terms of just uh, innovative approaches that they might have for supplier diversity or uh, different community outreach programs that they might have, um, as well as just, you know, highlighting uh, successful uh Uh, diverse businesses and diverse diverse chapters that have uh, practices that we we should recognize and celebrate. We're also working on uh, drafting a research-based white paper um, that's going to cover the business case for diversity and inclusion. Uh, A lot of times people, when they think about uh, diversity and inclusion, uh, they have they have this, this notion of what's in it, you know, it, you basically have to look at it, we're all businesses, you got to ask yourself what's the return on investment for having DNI programs. And so uh, that's basically what that diversity, uh, that business case for diversity is, is framed around. Uh, one is best practices and strategies. Um, folks who are doing it well, we definitely want to highlight them. And then you also have the, the idea of what is the benefit, the cost benefit that um, that comes from having uh, uh, diversity within your association. Primarily, the biggest thing that uh, we found um, is having diversity and inclusion um, promoted within an organization increases your opportunity to have a, a more well-rounded uh, business approach. Uh, through the diverse perspectives and experiences that you can get get from the wealth of uh, different people and the different experiences and perspectives. So a lot of times people think of diversity as a race or male-female thing, but what, when you really think about diversity, the idea is is diversity means everyone, because all of us, no matter how we look, where we come from, how old we are, any of the things that you should classify as different elements of diversity, uh, we all fit into that category of, of of this diverse community that we all work within. Um, so those are things uh, that we're focusing on, and, and along with all of those things, we have our marketing, uh, branding, and communication subcommittee. We're, we're focused on getting the messaging uh, right um, for where we stand as an association and, the, and the, internally as well as uh, making sure that we uh, are able to communicate to the external stakeholders within the industry as well in the proper manners.
0: Wow, a lot of stuff to talk about there. So on the awards, uh, where can folks who are interested in applying for these, where can they go to find those awards?
1: Yeah, so we just uh, launched the awards at the beginning of September. Um, And if you go to the AGC website, um, agc.org backslash diversity awards, all the information and the criteria, the eligibility requirements, deadlines, um, are all listed on that website, as well as the online application to apply. So we encourage any members or chapters that are really focused on on diversity and inclusion and being champions of diversity and inclusion uh, in the industry um, to consider applying for those awards. Uh, We will be um, presenting awards at our 99th annual AGC convention in New Orleans in February. Um, So the awards uh, application closes November 15th.
0: Wow, so it sounds like the, the three award category areas that you're looking at are kind of really exemplify really the mission of the council in that you're looking at diversity in the industry diversity in the association and really just uh, showcasing what diverse businesses bring to the table.
1: Yeah, that's right, and and we wanted to be uh, really comprehensive in uh, the types of questions and the the things that we ask member companies to provide to us in order to uh, potentially win one of these awards, um, because in order to be really strategic uh, about diversity and inclusion and and change a culture, um, whether it's the association's culture or a company's culture or the industry's culture, um, you have to be very comprehensive and thoughtful, and diversity and inclusion really needs to touch all aspects of your organization, um, which is why we have, as part of the council, have those subcommittees and broke um, up our council into those subcommittees so each subcommittee could focus on a very strategic area to really work to implement and change a culture and and drive uh, strategic initiatives around diversity and inclusion.
0: I think that... Something Frank said earlier actually really struck with me, and about how contractors and the construction industry really fit into the community. And I think that's one of the things that this award may even go further and celebrate is how uh, the construction industry and the communities that we, that we build and that we inhabit uh, have sort of a symbiotic relationship, and that we as an industry and as an association should best reflect those communities. Is that kind of what you were, were talking about, Frank?
2: Uh, absolutely. I mean, we, we, you look at us as the Associated General Contractors. We're an association of builders. You know, we build everything uh, that we engage with is, is has some relevant uh, relation uh, to the built environment. So when you think about communities, uh, we are actually the foundation and framework for uh, communities everywhere. So that I think it, we definitely have to be focused on uh, how the communities are put together just as much as we are in assembling and building these communities.
0: One of the other things you were talking about was the, this business case for diversity and inclusion. Can we unpack a little bit of that idea? So the idea is to, to showcase some of the places that have really seen Uh, business improvements by pursuing a more inclusive workplace and and showcasing that? Or is it more of a best practices approach or a toolkits approach? Like how how are you envisioning what this is going to look like?
1: So the, the white paper is really meant to lay out the arguments and lay a foundation for why diversity and inclusion is a business imperative and is focused on helping, you know, a company understand why they should care about it how how a focus on diversity and inclusion will ultimately help a company's bottom line because at the end of the day there are still companies and you know still interested in in being successful businesses and making money so anything that a company does um is always going to have that in the background whether it's you know, safety or, you know, strategic marketing or diversity and inclusion, whatever it is, you know, there's always a, a business focus to everything that you do. So what we want to do is just really lay that foundation and that groundwork for why a business should care and what the business case for diversity and inclusion is um, to help, you know, both, you um, companies or employees of a company, you know, bring that argument and, and use some of the arguments that we lay out as a reason for their executives to start focusing on diversity and inclusion and also to just get buy-in from from companies and the industry as a whole about this is why diversity and inclusion matters.
0: Well, I'm, I'm really interested in the the holistic approach you guys seem to be taking, um, you know, both through the awards, through this business case for diversity and inclusion, and really just the, the general philosophy and setup of the council in general. Uh, can you kind of walk me through the vision that the council and its members have for the construction industry in general? And for the association,
2: yeah, I'd like to jump in on that. I mean, when you, you, i like the, the the term we use, holistic approach. And, and when we we look at that, reality is is we're, one we want to start off by educating and and like and, and laying out the business case for diversity and inclusion, uh, laying out the true real issues that exist within our, our industry uh, regarding uh, diversity and inclusion are things we want to start with. Uh, the biggest thing that we recognize is that most people have a misconceived notion of really what diversity and inclusion might look like or what it is. You know, you, you get confused in the notion of thinking it's either a, a racial-driven thing or a male versus female. Um, and, and, and so we, we, we go about it in the approach that we have to, to try to make sure that we educate our members and, 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 and folks within our industry uh, that diversity and inclusion uh, actually means everyone. And there's so many different categories of what makes us different. Just as, as as much as there's so many different categories that makes us so similar, um, so that's really the baseline in terms of our argument, in terms of appro- and how we approach. Uh, diversity and inclusion, and then you know after after you look at uh, the holistic approach of working with our business case, you have our uh, workforce uh, uh, diversity subcommittee where we're we'll focused on different issues. Which when you look at it, it's you're focused on issues for folks that are in the trades. You're also focused on issues for folks that are actually working in companies as management and senior leadership. So uh, it's when you when you say workforce. Uh, it, it means two different things but yet it means everyone as well uh, so and then you got to look at how the messaging is truly received uh, when we look back on the marketing and branding I mean uh, one thing that we can all uh, agree upon is that uh, in this day and age uh, diversity is is a, a big conversation that's going on everywhere not just our industry just all over America all over the world um, and so when you start thinking about, What is the the association's brand? What is the brand that we as members of the association um, would like to be associated with? Um, We have to look at how can we um, best reflect the image of our communities. And and, and really, when you really look at it, uh, diversity and inclusion means we're reflecting everyone.
0: Right. You're talking about what is what did the association and what did the industry? What are what are our values? That's what you're talking about.
2: Absolutely. And if if our values are about uh, building uh, communities, building monuments, helping helping uh, people and creating job opportunities and sustaining families, uh, you got to start looking at it like, are we looking at sustaining some families and not others? So and that's not what we're out here to do. We're here to build uh, communities for everyone. So, I mean, these are things that are valid, real important points that we have to look at from a, a, a whole uh, holistic perspective that includes everyone.
0: So one of the things you mentioned just a little while ago were the, the workforce and I know that on a lot of different ADC things we've talked about is really the the workforce crisis that the industry is facing right now and a lot of folks would say maybe this is not the time to be focusing on you know diversity inclusion in the workforce because the industry is really facing this kind of crisis. What would you guys say to that? Do you think that that is you know the correct kind of idea, or is there? What would you think?
2: Um, ab- absolutely not. Uh, I I feel that you know to to look at the workforce crisis. You got to ask yourself, why do we have a workforce crisis? You know, the statistics are saying that five people are leaving the industry or retiring out um, for every one that enters. That's that's eighty percent leaving and twenty percent coming in. Uh, the the math on that is is absolutely there's a no-brainer in the sense of wondering uh, recognizing that we have a serious problem now you have the next problem is the majority of the industry in terms of um, uh, folks who are either in companies or in the workforce are happen to fall into the category of white males Um, and that's a fact and so when you look at the demographic shifts that are happening within the in the world uh, and, and in our and in our country, in the United States, uh, we're having dramatic demographic shifts in terms of uh, the, the uh, population growth in terms of shifts from being white males to uh, people of color as well as uh, women in 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 our society. So if we're looking at the mass, we have less people, we have more people leaving, less people coming. And then you have a situation where you also have more people, which I would say just I'd say different than the majority demographic that's also leaving and not coming. Then you, then it's really it's really you really have to look at the situation, and say, hey, what do we do? How do we do differently? We need more people to come into our industry. We need more people uh, to say construction, architecture, engineering, uh, all these associated. Uh, uh, pass, or, or to even enter into the trades is appealing to them. So that means we have to come up with a different approach uh, to get these uh, vast array of different people or everyone to start realizing that the industry is a, a welcoming and inclusive place, that they can uh, have a career and sustain and, and provide for their families and, 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 and be productive citizens in their communities.
1: Yeah, Frank, you're absolutely you're absolutely right, um, and and I want to touch on something that you mentioned earlier as well about how you know construction companies are all part of the community, and we're and we're you know here to serve the communities in which we work, and you know right now the demographic makeup of the industry is. Um, particularly at the top at the C-suite and the executive level of a construction company is overwhelmingly white and male. And it is not reflective of the communities in which our construction company members serve. So, you know, when we're thinking about a workforce problem and we're trying to bring new individuals into the industry, uh, you know, we really need to look at the communities that we serve and who represents those communities, who lives in those communities, and those are the people that companies need to focus on and work to bring in to the industry um, because it, I'm, statistics show that a company that is reflective of the community that it serves is ultimately a better company, has higher profits, um, and is more successful in the long run.
0: I think that, uh, you know, some folks on the other side may say that, well, now since we have a workforce shortage, there isn't really a need for a diversity and inclusion approach because people can't afford to turn away workers anymore, so their hiring biases kind of just automatically disappear. Is that the kind of thing you guys are seeing out in the field, or is that something you hear often?
2: Well, I've heard that before, and I get the perspective of what they're saying, but the reality is, if you don't have a diversity inclusion lens or approach, and yet we still have this shortage, how are you guaranteeing that you're going about uh, your recruitment and also your retention practices for uh, this workforce in the right way? So the idea behind it is, no, we're not saying, no, don't focus on the workforce. We're saying, hey, let's add another tool and another idea or perspective that might make us more effective at increasing and improving our workforce issues. Me personally, I feel that workforce and diversity and inclusion um, should be hand in hand. Instead of saying workforce and then saying diversity and inclusion, it should be diverse workforce. We should have always been looking at diverse workforce as part of our approach. And if we we link the two together in terms of uh, improving our, our, and, and helping to resolve our crisis issues, from the perspective that we need to be focused on having diverse businesses and a diverse workforce to work within the framework of the diverse communities that we're building. I say it's pretty difficult to separate the two if you look at it from that perspective.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, I think you kind of really hit home the idea behind the business case for diversity and inclusion, because you're not talking about Diversity of bodies of people—you know, whether they're people of color or women—you're uh, talking about what the diversity of bodies brings to the table, which is diversity of perspective, of experience, of ideas, and that in turn brings solutions. Because I, I always like to think of the construction industry as the most solution-oriented business that exists out there right now.
1: It brings innovation as well.
0: Innovation, right? That's where I'm where I'm headed. Is that ultimately? Uh, the more diverse your workforce and the more diverse your C-suite or any, th- any of the other levels of your company, the more ideas you're going to have, the better innovation you're going to have, the more solutions you bring to the table, which ultimately wins you work. Absolutely. So given that that the, the council's focus really isn't just on you know, diversity, a body is for the sake of diversity, you know, can you help us understand moving beyond the traditionally white male dominated construction industry what does the construction industry of the next you know two five ten years what does that look like for you guys
2: well when you you think about how to have uh, a diverse perspective all right you know you have your workforce or your trade force um so you have uh individuals who come from diverse backgrounds in your trade force your workforce and then you have your like as brent stated your c-suite leadership Uh, What the issue, I think one of the largest issues is, is that, you know, the workforce kind of is just, you know, you cast a net and you find out what comes back, but then you look at your leadership within your uh, organization, and if your leadership within your organization is primarily homogenous, what I've seen is that it's very easy not to think about the folks that are different than you, And and it's so common that we go into a group think sequence, where if I got... You know, if you look at it in terms of being successful, uh, if you surround yourself with folks who all think the same as you, uh, and, you and you're asking for a different outcome or have a, uh, everyone has a very similar experience and you're asking for uh, this, uh, a different perspective, uh, it, it, without even trying in a non-intentional way, uh, you're still going to come up to the same conclusions or similar conclusions, and then you're going to have that consistency that's created because, Everybody's thinking the same and they're and they're and they're processing in their the things that, that just normally come up in their perspective of significance is gonna be in the same area. So if you look up and you have a diverse leadership, all of a sudden if you have uh, women in your C suite, just by default you're gonna have uh, someone that's thinking, well, what about the women in the room or the women in the community? Do you have somebody that's Hispanic or African American? Everyone should be thinking about the business case, but they're also going to be thinking, well, what about the Hispanic population or the African American population or the Asian or Native American population within their business and the community? So by default, through leadership, a lot of these things, uh, these issues, I believe, is, are going to resolve themselves in itself just because you have folks focused in a more well-rounded, holistic approach about how they look at improving the issues that they come into uh, within their companies.
1: Frank, you make some really good points there, and and I'm, you know, guessing that you know the listeners of this podcast right now and the construction companies that are listening are thinking, so how do I even begin? Where do I start? Because diversity and inclusion, like we said earlier, you know, should be. comprehensive and all-encompassing and touch every piece of your organization and a lot of the times that can seem really overwhelming. So I just uh, want to tease, I guess, one of the initiatives um, that's coming up in 2018 for the council. Following our white paper, our next step as a council is to help companies figure out where to start and identify where there are gaps in their association, where there are exclusive behaviors or an exclusive culture, and then With that, we will identify initiatives to help you as a company figure out where to start or where to move forward if you already do have a diversity and inclusion initiative or program of some kind at your company, how you can expand beyond what you're currently doing. So we're looking at creating a diversity and inclusion index that helps you identify those gaps, and then some best practices and some toolkits that identify, um, based on your gaps, how you can move forward and what types of initiatives you can implement and focus on based on you know your size, um, what your budget is, and all that.
0: So if I'm a contractor, an ATC member, and I want to get more involved with the council, uh, how do I go about doing that?
1: Yeah. So we would love to have you involved. You can be, you know, at a minimum, just a, you know, a participant on the council to get updates when AGC um, is launching certain initiatives like the diversity and inclusion awards that we just launched or um, the white paper later this year. And, or, you know, you can uh, apply to be a part of our steering committee and really be one of the members who is driving the initiatives and helping us identify new initiatives as we continue Um, so again on the AGC website you can just go to AGC.org backslash diversity um, and there's a page there that talks about the council its purpose how to get involved Um, so that would be your one-stop shop I also want to mention that we have um, coming up at our HR and training conference in early November um, we're holding a diversity and inclusion session at the HR and training conference if you're already going to that you know, please consider sitting in on that session. Um, and we will also be holding a diversity and inclusion reception and an educational session that's meant uh, for leaders to really learn and understand about how to be a good leader in driving diversity and inclusion initiatives forward at our annual convention in February, in addition to uh, presenting our diversity and inclusion awards um, at that convention in New Orleans. So if you um, are interested in getting involved, that would be a great place to come and meet and network with the members of the steering committee as well.
0: Okay, so uh, we are definitely looking forward to the materials that your council is working on. So uh, I want to thank Frank Wilson and Bryn Hunneke for joining us today. Uh, everyone be sure to check out agc.org backslash diversity for any of the new updates and materials that are forthcoming. And I want to thank everyone for listening. This has been the AGC Constructor Council.